Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. Amen. In one of his talks, author and speaker Michael Singer tells a joke about the meaning of life. As he tells it, a person dies and goes to heaven. And when they get to the pearly gates, of course, there's St. Peter with his book. And everyone thinks this book has a list of all the things they did wrong in it. And this person walks up to St. Peter, and St. Peter looks up from the book and asks, well, did you have fun? <laughs> and the person's like, fun? Who said anything about fun? And St. Peter's like, oh, back to earth. <laughs> I don't know that anyone actually has the theology of a St. Peter joke, but how many people operate as if that book actually exists? That there's some measure out there that we're being evaluated by, someone keeping score. What we imagine that measure to be differs from person to person, but the impact it has on us is the same. Or as author David Zoll writes in the book Low Anthropology, we are separated by our virtue, but united in our distance from virtue. We are divided by the specifics of our political or aesthetic ideals, but united in the fact that we all fall short of these ideals. In the story of the transfiguration that we just heard, it's interesting how Jesus is there, specifically with Moses and Elijah. Yes, they were big uh, figures in Hebrew scripture, but so were Adam and Eve, Abraham and Sarah, David, Esther. But Moses and Elijah each represent something that matters here. Moses, as the one who brought down the commandments from Mount Sinai, represents the law, and Elijah, a powerful figure who fought corruption in his time represents the prophets. The law and the prophets were the measures for achieving righteousness, following the commands, seeking justice. These two emphasis, emphases we see play out in Christianity with denominations often leaning a bit one way or another. In some traditions, you see the focus is on personal piety. Righteousness and holiness comes through the various do's and don'ts. 
Like, yes, it's salvation through God's grace alone, but also definitely don't do X, Y, and Z. In other words, the law. In other traditions, the focus is on what you do. And this is where our denomination and other mainline churches tend to fall. That focus on service, social justice, saving the world, the prophets. Now, being good and doing good is good, don't get me wrong, but there comes a point at which we can't do it all, all the time, despite our very best efforts. Whether it's reading your Bible every day and not coveting your neighbor's things and not even looking at someone with anger or trying to do all the causes of which there are so many and only so much time and resources. There just comes a point when we can't. And this isn't limited to religion either. Secular versions exist as well. It's like what writer Ada Calhoun discovered when she began researching why women her age were having trouble sleeping. What she found is that many were struggling with an unspoken imperative to shine in every area of life. In the past, she says, the question was, how nice is your home or how good are you at your job? Now it's like all the things. Is your house nice? Are you in shape? Are you recycling? <coughs> like every single factor in life you have to excel at. For some people, these expectations she found came from their parents or other people in their life. But in most cases, it was the result of years of seeing ads and social media posts by people who seemed to have it all. Men have their own set of imperatives to contend with. To quote Zal again, to win the rat race, pay those college bills, keep the vacations coming while remaining completely present, stable, and strong, but never stoic, and so on and so on. And the result is the same, demoralization. The measures we have differ. The judgment they inflict on us is the same. It's like the ledger we think of in St. Peter's book. And yet, at the time of death, no one ever thinks about these things. No one wishes how they had measure up just a little bit more. In those moments, we are, we are encountering the sacred in that liminality between life and death. We aren't worrying about the rules or measuring up. We are not here to be measured by some book. We are not here to earn our love, to prove our value or worth. The gospel, the good news, is that there is someone who did this for us. Christ is the one who measured up on our behalf. Christ is the one who makes us holy. It is why Jesus says that he came to fulfill the law and the prophets. It's why in the transfiguration he is standing there with Moses and Elijah as his companions. When we look at Jesus transfigured, 
revealed as the Christ in total oneness with God, dazzling and radiant. We are not just looking at him. We are looking at ourselves. This spectacular sight is how God sees us. This is who we really are. The mystery of the incarnation, the transfiguration, the cross, the resurrection, all of it is God trying to say, this is how I see you. You are my beloved. If we can accept that, if we can accept what Paul says in Romans, that we are now justified, made righteous by God's grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ, if we let that truth sink in, what's left? Why are we here? It is not to measure up. It is not to judge ourselves or others. Actually, that St. Peter joke might not be that far off. When you accept all that God has done for you, it frees you up to really live. In the Westminster Confession, it says, humanity's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy God forever. And this is based on 1 Corinthians 10.31, which says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. We are here to experience the glory of God by enjoying God. God's creation, God's life in us, the presence of God in the faces of our neighbors. We are here to enjoy it through gratitude and wonder and our love. That means each day, each situation we find ourselves in can be a moment to say, how am I going to appreciate this? How am I going to have fun with this? How am I going to be in awe of this? And when we do that, we can let the rest go and actually be in a place to love and serve it. When we accept that every expectation has already been fulfilled by Christ, when we accept that we are God's radiant, dazzling beloveds, when we can accept what actually is, we are in a place to do justice and love mercy and walk humbly with our God. We can do good and be good because we find our goodness in God. In those times when we find ourselves trying to be more, be better, live up to whatever bar we imagine that is set for ourselves, and the people around us, we can come back to this story to see what God sees in us. Because if someday St. Peter is there to greet us, that book's not going to have a list of the things we did right or wrong. It'll be more like the scrapbook of a doting grandmother who only manages to see how bright we shine. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints, or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.